Welcome back to another episode of Let's Chat Podcast, y'all. I am your host, JoJo. And I'm Dyra. Ooh. We're back. We are back. You look a fine as hell, though. Stop it. I mean, that's regular regular, but like, mm. Stop it. Thank you. I'll eat you up right now. <laughs> Stop. Okay, I'm done. Now you're trying to match me, though. What can I say? I was feeling very... Matchy matchy. Yeah. Yeah. I was giving you. <laughs> oh Lord. Alright, well we hope that you guys enjoyed our last episode and that y'all still fuck with us or fuck with me. <laughs> fuck with us. Because uh, your non negotiables were wildin'. Yeah, but no. that's me. That wasn't what we gonna do. Um yeah, but in today's episode we're gonna be talking about top mistakes that most lesbians make. And I got this article online um, from a doctor. Her name is Dr. Ruth Schwartz. And she's an author of like eight books. And she's also like a lesbian dating coach or whatever. Um, so We need she, some of those. She's certified in this shit. So basically they asked her a bunch of questions on like the top lesbians mistakes. And it was kind of like an interview. So we're going to go ahead and talk about it. But did you want to catch them up before we got into today's episode on anything? Um, We got to tell them about our Columbia trip, but that's like next episode. I don't have any catch-ups. Um, nope. 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 All right. So let's get into her interviews. So some of the questions that they asked her was the first one. What are the what are some of the most common mistakes you see lesbian couples making, both at the start of the relationship or if you're more like in an established relationship? And the first one she said is committing too quickly. Um, and basically, like she explained how like during the honeymoon phase, our brains pump out endorphins, um, which our bodies which is our body's own version of cocaine or heroin, which is crazy to even think about. Our bodies are capable of doing a lot of things. Like what? Or not. Yeah. That reminds me of when um, Cara Delevingne was, was doing the Planet Sex and they yeah. were talking about how like our body um, produces cannabinoids or some shit like that. Yeah, which is... The same thing as like cannabis. A high. Yeah. yeah. So we, after you, like when you're in that state of stimulation mm -hmm. and like after sex or like self-pleasing yeah. and you're like feeling all... Yeah, like we've definitely loopy, talked loopy. about this before. Yeah. But basically she explained how like we don't see our girlfriend's flaws and like we dismiss it because we're in this stage of like... Kind of like an obsession where infatuation. You're, yeah, you're, and you say things like she said, "I just know in my heart that she's the one," or "It's meant to be," and like no one has ever made me feel this way. Mm -hmm. Like I would definitely remember feeling like that. Like no one has ever ever made me feel this way. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so that's like the whole you hauling thing. Yeah. Tragic. I won't, well, what? I'll say, I guess I only really you hauled once. Yeah, who else did you live with? Nobody. <laughs> so, can't really. It's a thing, though. All right, number two, she says, having sex too quickly, lesbians instantly feel committed once we have sex. Do you feel like we have sex too quickly? It took us forever mm -hmm. to have sex. Yeah. I'm not, I'm bullshitting, I'm not really forever, but I think a good three to four weeks after mm -hmm. we started talking. Yeah. And I think that that's normal. I think that's okay. Yeah, I don't think that that's, I don't think that that's crazy long, but I. But it is, it is like compared to like. Compared to previous situationships, I've never waited that long. I can't relate because I wasn't out here fucking people. You're saying I'm easy. <laughs> you're saying you're easy. <laughs> no, no, but this is the thing, right? So I was in therapy and I when I met you, I had told her about you. I got so apparently, like she said, she was in therapy and I got all the the kicking in the ass for that therapy. 
session that you were fucking going through. I had to set boundaries. Yeah, right. You picked the right fucking person. Right. So, like, I remember she was saying how, like, I should hold off on, like, having sex and all these things. And I was like, oh, Lord. Um, I didn't listen to her. What was the time frame? Because three weeks was pretty, like, I mean, it's acceptable, but, like, that's pretty lengthy. Yeah, it's like, how long do you want me to wait? I'm grown. (laughs) All right. um, Number three is having one or more intense relationships that are one to 12 months in duration. So she gives an example of how she had three one-year relationships in a row. And we, what? I can't do that. Three to one year relationships in a row. In a row. So, babe, people do that. That's like a thing. That's that serial lover shit. But, like, then I think about like previous experiences, and like, I I definitely feel like I was jumping from like back to back. And it definitely wasn't healthy. You, oh, you, I know you weren't. No, I wasn't because. I what I realized was that first of all, it took me hella long after the first relationship to actually even feel comfortable enough to allow someone in my space, right? Mm-hmm. To allow someone accessibility to me emotionally and especially physically because I wasn't I still was in a stage where I wasn't physically comfortable with like my myself, my body and the whole sexual aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Um so that was like a stretch for me. And I went through a period of time where I was like, bitch, you can embrace yourself. You can embrace your body, your sexuality and your sexual tendencies or whatever. Go out there and experience it. Mm-hmm. And I did that. But um, I'm still like, and I, I don't want to say like it takes away from me being a sexual person, but I think I like to be more particular on like who I wanted to share that with. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I don't know. I found it weird because it was just like, I always found myself reverting back to the relationship or the situationship I had prior. It's like, how does this compare to that? And it takes away from what you're initially experiencing. Mm-hmm. So that's mostly why I was like, mm, I got to say, take some time in between because I don't, I don't like that. Like it, you just transfer the what you had before into what you have now it takes away from you actually experiencing that person in that time yeah and it it could either be really bad or you're missing out on the really good yeah i agree with that i think it's like a common thing though what that like people go into the new shit they're like back-to-back dating they're not like taking an actual break and then, like you said, they're comparing, like, their previous relationship with their current one. Mm-hmm. That's, like, so normal. But I, I wouldn't want to say it's, like, the best decision to make. No. No. Because it could really fuck something, like, some relations up for you. Mm-hmm. Like I said, it could be a really good person for you and you're not appreciating that because you're too busy trying to either get back what you had or comparing it to what you had. Um, and it just ruins that for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, how long was it before me and you started dating that you weren't dating or with someone over months at a time? It really wasn't too long, maybe like three or four months. Okay. Yeah. But like, were you already checked out of that? Oh, I was definitely checked out of that and they knew that. Um, but yeah, I feel like I could have waited a little bit longer, but I don't think it interfered with our relationship really much, 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 you the much that's because you were going through therapy. <laughs> yeah. And then you stuck it on my ass. What can I say? What can I say? You look, yeah, I really fucked with you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no but go wait going back to the previous thing with the sex thing mm-hmm. so the doctor doesn't talk about this but like she says that like a common mistake that we make is having sex too quickly so how long should they wait 
I don't know. I think three weeks is fairly efficient. Right. Three to four weeks, no? Because it's also like that buildup. I don't I don't know. It's a hit or miss well, because for, it really depends on the, the it, chemistry. It, some, because some younger people wait longer sometimes, I feel like. If you're not comfortable. Right. I don't know. It really depends on your mindset. It really does. It de- it's it not about age, but I feel like older people, they like... I think that if you can, okay. if you can detach yourself from from attachment through sexual activity and sex is just sex to you. Mm-hmm. I think like that's, that can be a difference right? Mm-hmm. in like, you know, cause you, I mean, it's just a seat, like watching shit on TV, sex in the city, Grey's Anatomy, where all these people are just fucking having sex, but they're also like fucking in their thirties and shit. And they're like, I've been around. And they're secure. You know, yeah, they're like, I'm just here to get my fucking not rocks off. like, And that's um, it. Yeah, and that's it. And we peace. don't need to, yeah, there doesn't need to be an peace. attachment here. There doesn't need to be, like, this can literally be this. Mm-hmm. And when I say it's this, we understand that it's this. You understand? But it's like, I've tried doing that with lesbians, and they don't seem to, like, grasp that. Grasp that. Mm, I think everybody's in the phase of trying to still be a savage. <laughs> everybody wants to be a fucking savage it's not meant for everybody to be a savage because right. then when you're ready to like, settle you down to fall in love with me yeah. stop it hmm. oh you didn't like that <laughs> what alright then what alright then talk your shit <laughs> okay alright next, the next thing that she said that we make mistakes with is well, she said that, like, in more established relationships, we basically tend to make the same mistakes that, like, any other couple would make, regardless of, like, if you're gay or not. And one of them was saying how you keep getting into, like, painful cycles with people who have a different attachment style from you. So, like, if you're someone who wants to fix it right now and you're dating someone who needs space, sometimes it's not the best thing. Um, and then she also talks about how voicing your dissatisfactions can come off as a criticism rather than a request. Um, and basically how like we have to learn how to work on our co- communication skills. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. You have no problem telling anybody if you're, if you're dissatisfied. Yeah. Do you feel like you struggle with that? struggle with being able to tell you that I'm dissatisfied yeah or just like communicating in I general. think a part of me has can have a hard time of sharing my dissatisfaction um out of fear of like offending my partner mm-hmm. um I don't know I think it's I don't know I think I just I'm just always like a in the middle type of person mm-hmm. it's like I have to think about how you feel in this end of the the fucking fence and on this end of the fence you know mm-hmm. So it's like, mm, you should know. And at the same time, it's like, mm, I don't want you to take it offensively. Yeah. Um, because I don't want it to bite me in the ass because I opened my mouth trying to relay something to you that, you know, something that we can work on and be beneficial to us both. And now, like, you're just like, oh, well, I just, like, I honestly, I think, like, which I've been guilty of it. You tell me something or, like, someone's told me something before and I'm just like, damn. All like right. What? Like, that's a little disappointing. Like um, I don't know. Just like, um, like in the beginning when me and you were dating, it was, and, and we first moved in together, you were like, I need your help. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, the fuck? Like, I thought I was helping. Yeah. Um, and your version of help was just different. Yeah. Um, you know, you were working from home. I was actually going to work. So to me, it was just like, and I think that was mostly because we had a dog and she hadn't had a dog before. So that was like an added responsibility. That's like bringing a kid home, not to compare the dog to the kids, but it's a living thing. You know, it's something you have to take care of. So it was like, it no longer was just like a, you had to take care of you when I'm not around or like us taking care of each other. But now we had a being a living being to take care of. And so I think that like, that was a new territory for you. And Mm -hmm. it came off as like, you were handling a lot Mm -hmm. and you felt like I need extra help. Yeah. Um, and I, I guess I didn't consider it a really big, not a big thing, but like, I think I got 
lost in the like it, I just forgot like this is your first time experiencing a dog. Yeah, but it it wasn't just like having a dog, right? No. Cuz it's like we had a sick dog. Yeah. So like this is not a normal dog who you could just feed anything. Like you could feed him anything. It was like he had like a lot of allergies that we just weren't aware of and we were like, "Wow, like this dog like any little thing he's throwing up, he's shitting." Like that was I'm like I've never had a dog and to have a dog who has health problems, like I was like, "Oh, this is crazy." Like not to come ever compare it to like kids or anything but like to me it was new Mm -hmm. and it was overwhelming so i was like i don't know man like this you brought a sick dog and like it's just not working (laughs) we still have the dog obviously milo is still my motherfucking boy okay milo is my my seed yeah i am here for the misfits and that is my misfit yeah it it was took a lot of vet appointments and and bills too that was that was also stressing me out. And Ooh. yet here we are with a second dog. Yeah. <laughs> um all right. So another thing that she talks about is so they asked her, like, do you think that all couples would benefit from couples counseling or therapy or therapy or any like anyone who's struggling with like relationship issues? And she said that some of us were basically lucky enough to basically witness healthy relationships in our families and some of us unfortunately weren't um and that she basically suggests obviously going to therapy and she emphasized like looking for someone who's trained in EFT which stands for emotionally focused therapy um and basically it's like working with a coach who helps you like um work on your communication skills and like how you can better your relationship and things like that um she also suggested like getting like a sex coach i feel like there's a lot of stigma with um therapy especially couples therapy we've never done it but sometimes people feel like if you go to couples therapy then maybe the therapist would pick one side and then it kind of feels like you're being attacked in a way Mm -hmm. i don't know what it's like but i've heard that that's not the case and it's not supposed to be the case so if that's the case like maybe you don't have the best therapist i don't know um and i've heard of people who go to couples therapy and basically they'll meet with the therapist like each one of you meets with with the therapist individually Mm -hmm. That way you can talk about like issues that you're facing in the relationship as well as issues that you're facing with yourself. And then that helps the therapist kind of have some context behind it rather than going into a therapy session with two of you mm-hmm. just venting and talking shit. <laughs> right. And it's like it's overwhelming for everybody. Yeah. You know, because now it's like you you as one person have to be um, just like intent like a tentative to both parties mm-hmm. and while trying to be like hold that middle ground and you know some professions professionals can actually be professional and be like all right i can see both aspects and while some of them might be picky choosy but i think that i agree with the idea of going one at a time prior to going as a couple because it gives that person the you know the lay of the land to understand you a little bit and where those insecurities or like tragedies and like fucking all those experiences that you have had come from Mm -hmm. um because i also think like even as partners we sit here and tell each other our experiences and yet we still do fucking nut butt shit that we asked each other not to do at some point you know um so i think like giving therapy a try would be nice we haven't done it i'm interested in doing it Mm -hmm. but just like anything it's all about one finding the right um you know person who you feel like will do a good job understanding you um, that you also feel comfortable and related to, to an extent. Mm-hmm. Um, and fucking money. Money is the fucking root of everything. You can't do nothing without money. 
Yeah. As we know, life is pretty expensive nowadays. So for sure, for sure. But it's out there. I mean, I've talked about it before, but when I fi- when I first started going to therapy, I didn't have the best insurance. Like I had state insurance and they didn't have appointments for like months and it was like ridiculous to even find like a good therapist with state insurance. So I heard about this website called um, Open Path. And basically, like you have a um, pres- like a registration with them that you only pay like one fee forever, and then once you see your therapist, it should be like as low as like forty to like eighty dollars per session, and apparently that's like cheap compared to how it usually costs. It could be double that. Um, even if you have like good insurance, like it, it could just be expensive, but I was lucky enough to find like a good therapist and I know that they might have like couples therapy on there. Cause I was looking at that as well. Um, but yeah, um, I feel like there's just a lot of stigma in general and you can't, I feel like you got to try it at least once just to see if it could work out for you. And I also feel like you don't need your relationship to be in shambles to start therapy. Like you could have a good relationship and do therapy because you wanted to maintain that way. Um, So it's not always like, damn, we need therapy. Like we're toxic. No, it could be like, you just, you wanted to maintain this way for a, a very long time. There was one time she came and she was like, I think we need therapy. Mm-hmm. And this is like, we we were like, I don't want to say in a shit place because I don't ever want to say we were in a shit place. We've never actually been in a shit place, but we've had shitty situations that we've experienced. Mm-hmm. And I guess, it, you know, it was one of those situations where she just felt like it was too much. And she was like, I think we need to seek therapy. And I actually took offense to it. Um, I think I took offense to it because it was just like, okay, like I'm clearly inadequate at being the partner that you needed right so for me it was just like I was giving everything my best version of myself that I've had that I've that I've created and grown into in such a long period of time and I'm finally sitting here giving that to a person and I felt like in return she was telling me that it was not enough And, Mm -hmm. you know, at the time it was just like, damn, like how much more could I fucking give? What much more could I do? Like, I don't know. I just felt like it was a lot in that time. And, um, I was really insulted by it. Mm -hmm. I really like in that time I was super salty about it. And I was just like, that's crazy. Cause it it really just made me feel like I was just not playing the part. And Mm -hmm. it was just like, how fucking much more. I guess for me it's different is because I know who I've been to other people or the version of myself I've been and I've portrayed prior to our relationship. Mm-hmm. So, and even like the people that know me tell me like, yo, I've never seen you like this. Like I did not that I didn't know you were capable of it, but I've just never seen you give this version of yourself. And then to like see that. And then it's just like here I'm dating a person who really doesn't even recognize that like this version that i've like mm-hmm. you know i don't know so i i think it was it was insulting at that time but then i really sat and i thought about it and i was like you know what like maybe that's actually a good fucking idea because i'm also in a space where i i don't really i'm i'm now in a relationship where i'm challenged and i like to be challenged but i also want to understand why is it that I feel this way? Why does why does this bother me so much? Why is it that it bothers her so much? What is the fucking problem? Mm-hmm. Because obviously it's no secret that we have two different perspectives. Mm-hmm. I think that that's easy to see. We fucking agree to disagree all the time on this platform. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think that that's a bad thing. It's just coming from where I come from. And experiencing what I what I've experienced, I just think like it it was like an end all be all, mm-hmm. and it just felt like to me like oh it was ready like like you was just kind of ready to give me the boot, 
Mm-hmm. But again, once I sat down and thought about it, I was like, maybe that would be good because I need to understand why these things are happening or why I'm taking it so personal or why I feel the way that I do. And maybe if I can get clarity on how I feel from someone else that isn't a friend, isn't a family, and it's not my partner, someone who can like give me legit shit, you know, um, I can receive it better in terms of like what it is that you want or what we want and how this can relationship can thrive or if it's literally just like not yeah you know mm-hmm. yeah i think the the big thing about therapy is that it's more about like a self reflection mm-hmm. um they don't tell you what to do like it's like at the end of the day they ask you certain questions that make you reflect on like what you should do. Right. They're never going to tell you what to do. Like they should not be recommending anything. They're not going to say break up with them or like some crazy shit like that. You know, it's more about like self-reflection. And I just felt like we needed that because talking to friends about things, it's like, they're going to tell you what you want to hear. Yeah. They're always going to be on your side. You could be like, I ran them over well, girl, he shouldn't have been in the way. Like, you got, you got me? Like, it's like they're mm-hmm. always going to be on, well, most friends. And maybe some of them will tell you how it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, plus, I feel like sometimes when we vent to our friends, like, they're not the best people to vent to when it comes to it. Yeah, I don't always, like, put my relationship business out there. That's the like, other if thing, it's too. really, truly bothering me, I might, like, give a little snippet. But most times I don't like it because I don't like to give people the idea of, like, my relationship and my partner and then start to cultivate like this this mindset of they're not good enough for you or they're not treating you well i mean we're all obviously entitled to our opinion but i just don't like to give people that power especially like with family because now they start looking at you a certain way right and it's just like we all have our faults in 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 our relationships and a lot of things are like a build up or a lead in like into those things because of past situations. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, people who don't know your partner start to have this opinion on them over mm-hmm. what they t- over what you tell them. And now mm-hmm. it's just like friction all of a sudden. I don't like that shit. Yeah. And they're never going to forgive them. Yeah. Like it's like they're like you tell them some shit. They're never going to forget that. Mm hmm. Like, I didn't tell you that for you to have a problem with my partner. I told you so you can give me, like, help me. One, so I could have a sense of relief in what I'm feeling, but also so, like, you can give me maybe some perspective. Yeah. That's why you got to be careful about what you tell your parents. Yeah, especially that. Yeah. Um. All right. So the last question that they asked this doctor was, is the U-Haul... Um, rumor true and what do you advise couples who move quickly in a relationship to do should they follow their hearts or put the brakes on things and she said that she strongly suggests that people not make major relationship decisions like moving in together getting engaged getting married or having a child together until they've been together for at least one year basically she says that after that Maybe you're no longer in the obsession phase and that you can transition into, like, your reality. What do you think about that, like, one-year mark? I think that's fair. We weren't together for a year before we moved in together. All right. I mean, I would like to say that that's different. But prior to me and you, I was in, like, that six month to a year Mm -hmm. before I even, really the six months, before I even fucking agreed or committed to a relationship so i feel like my circumstances were different with you again because i was ready Mm -hmm. and like i had i me personally had experienced this feeling that sounds crazy but like this feeling that I had been searching for and I had finally found it. Mm-hmm. So I was willing to give that. But I had also been single for a very long time. I had situations in between, but not too many that I took serious. It was kind of just for fun. Um, 
So when, like for me, it's like, I have to put my mind to it to do it. And when I was ready to settle down and which for me wasn't until I found the person and the feeling that I was looking for that had happened. And I was like, you know what? I don't really give a fuck how I look. I don't care. Um, how crazy it may seem or whatever, because I spent this whole time being this savage and this, I don't give a fuck anti-relationship person that maybe it's just like, I don't want to say it's out of fear, but like maybe I do give that a chance and what happens? Mm -hmm. It turns out good. I mean, obviously if you're lucky, yeah, it turns out great and it becomes the best experience you ever had. Or fuck it, I I end up in another heartbreak. But mm-hmm. I think I'm also in a stage in my life where I'm like, okay, like I can accept that. Yeah. But at least I got to love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I don't think like the one you, because again, as as I said, like time is flying. So 365 days is really nothing. Like after our first year, we did do a whole lot in our first year. Yeah, we did. But it was just like, damn, it's a year already. Like, in all actuality, we about to run up on four years. Four? Yeah. We're about to end our third year okay. together. Uh-huh. We'll be in December. I mean, so this month will make, we'll make it the end of three years since we met. Mm-hmm. But December is, like, our official, like, date. Um. Yeah, so but December still, will be three December years. December will be three years, and then mm-hmm. we'll start our fourth year together. Yeah. Which is crazy. That is crazy. I still feel like I'm, I still feel like we're in the, like, beginning of our relationship. Like, I'm still trying to impress you and shit. <laughs> that was funny. It was. <laughs> She's over me. <sighs> oh, I can't. Um, Work in progress. But yeah, she just emphasized how, like, I feel like love is something that takes time to build. And like, we've talked about it before, like, you have to work through things. Nothing's like, nothing's a fantasy or like a movie. Like, it takes hard work and it takes compromise and a lot of like tough conversations all the time and a lot of like self-reflection. For sure. People want that TV love and Mm -hmm. that shit you see on social media where it's all the good shit. But But like, even when they're showing the good stuff, they're not showing the bad stuff. Right. And And there's so much. Show the bad stuff. Of course. That's 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 understandable. Toxic, of course. But at the same time, it's just like they do happen. They do exist. And when you get caught up in the infatuation and fascination of just being the perfect couple, it's just it's not. It's it's unrealistic to obtain that to to have a fucking long lasting healthy relationship if you're not dealing with your shit together mm-hmm. and essentially I think it worked out for us at least in my perspective was because again I knew what I wanted and what I wanted was you mm-hmm. and I gave a whole hundred to that it was up to you whether or not you were receptive to that but at the same time it became a choice it's like yes. I know that I love you. I know the feelings that I have and that drives me, but I also have to fucking choose it every day. Like sometimes the like we all want the feeling, but the feelings don't always last. So now it's like when the feeling, when you wake up and the feeling isn't there today, what do you, what is driving you? Mm-hmm. Now it has to be that choice, but I choose you every day. I ain't mad. I ain't mad at all. But it's like, what do you do with that choice? Yes, I choose you every day, but am I choosing to be the pain in your ass or am I choosing to be the best partner I could be today because I didn't give you that yesterday? Mm. Yeah, it's definitely a choice for sure. Um, And then she talks about how she really believes in the three C's, which is communication, commitment, and compromise. And I feel like we do a lot of that. Communication, 
we're obviously committed and also like when it comes to compromise Mm -hmm. like it could be something as small as i said i was never gonna live in south jersey here i am we were talking about that the other day living in south jersey yeah but that was like a it was a compromise but it was also a finance thing because it's expensive yeah but like how do you what is a compromise a compromise is that i'm moving to south jersey or i moved to south jersey even Mm -hmm. though i said i would never do that right so i'm changing my whole environment and like my closeness to people and it's not just about like being in a in a city and just like being close to family and friends it's just like everything i don't know yeah but i feel like there's a really negative um stigma to like compromise compromise Uh because it makes it seem like you're compromising for the other person Mm -hmm. you was that a compromise yeah but that wasn't a compromise for me Mm -hmm. so you would have moved to you would have moved up north yeah i mean i didn't say i would like it yeah but i was willing but i also think that that was a compromise i was willing to take because i knew that it would be easier for me in a sense of i could transfer in the job that i was in like the job yeah. the transfer was an option i i wasn't now in the event that that would happen i don't think it would have happened as soon as we as we moved in when we did your circumstances is what really pushed that regarding your living situation mm-hmm. you were going to either re-rent or find a new place to live. You knew you didn't want to be in that establishment anymore. Yeah. But one, it was around COVID time, post-COVID. So it was still hard to find anything. And then to move out of what you were in to find something that if I'm basically like, if you were going to move, you were going to find something better. Uh huh. But then it would have been at what cost? Right. You're living by yourself. Can you afford that now? Mm-hmm. So then it's like, it was a lot of factors into it. And, you know, I gave you an option. Mm -hmm. It was totally up to you. I honestly didn't think that you were going to say yes. I obviously was hoping that you would. But, you know, I fucking pitched the pitch and look where you are. So I'm not saying nonetheless, (laughs) I am very grateful for that compromise or, you know, that sacrifice that you made to come here. But I don't want it to make it seem like it was for, like, like if it wasn't for you. Yeah. It definitely wasn't forced. Like, I'll literally move anywhere. Yeah. That's one thing about me. Like, I can adapt anywhere. I'll figure it out. It's, not a, out. it's not a problem for me, honestly. It really just depends on work and stuff. But, like, I've been lucky enough to work from home. So, it really doesn't matter where I move to. But then in that instance, it didn't make sense because it was like you work down south and you already drive an hour. So to ask you to move up north when I'm working from home and it's more expensive doesn't make sense. Even though up north is like what I know and what I grew up around and like what I'm familiar with. Financially and logically, it didn't make sense to be like, nah, you can move up north. Because it's like, you already live so far from home, and it's so fucking expensive up here. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, all about communication, really. Because I wasn't forced. It was just kind of like, I said I would never do it, but now that I think of it, it just makes sense to do it. Mm-hmm. I think that's that idea of like, oh, you know, we're so used to something, and like, just in our comfortable space that we're just like oh i would never do that Mm -hmm. sometimes you gotta step out of your comfort zone i'd have been willing to do it just to say that i did it in all actuality i haven't lived outside of the state of new jersey i haven't you have Mm -hmm. you've been fucking shit ton of places you've lived in miami you've lived in well you went abroad like Mm -hmm. i would love to have that experience away from home um does it suck to be away from family absolutely yeah um we're lucky enough that it is driving distance though yeah right i know that's not the case for a lot of relationships yeah yeah but i think like if 
up north wasn't so damn expensive. I would go up north because there's hella shit to do. There's nothing to do down here. I don't want to say nothing, but it's very limited, the amount of like things that we have to do yeah. up here. There's more things in Philly, for sure. And we might as well be living up there because <laughs> people tell us all the time, you guys are always up north. I know. They really be thinking we're from New York or something. Yeah. <laughs> yep. All right. Um, do you want to get into the family meeting? Yeah. Let's do it. All right, question number one. This is long. My girlfriend tells me her baby father is disrespectful to her, and I've seen it as well. I don't like it. Well, she had she was telling me about forcing him to get on child support, and I gave my opinion and said, I don't think you should force him to. This got her upset. Now this has turned into this huge thing because of my opinion on not forcing him to be on child support. I have apologized and told her it won't happen again, but she's still upset. It has gotten to the point where she said that she's going to choose him over me because that's the father to her child, even though he doesn't do shit for his child and they don't get along either. Because of my opinion on not forcing the father to be on child support, she says that she can no longer trust me and that I don't understand her logic am i wrong for this opinion i mean i don't think that i i i don't know that i can say that you're wrong for that opinion i think it's very hard to be with someone who has a child with someone else and even be in a space where you can hold an opinion hmm. because essentially you're not the parent. Um, so I think that that's a very tricky situation and I've never been in a situation where I've dated someone who's had a kid. Yeah. Um, and I also feel like what was the reason that you felt like she shouldn't put him on child support? What was her reasons for it? What was your opinion for why not? So I think, like, I don't know, it's not much that I can give my opinion on the situation because I don't really know much. But all I just all, feel like, um, what about that opinion made her partner choose the baby father? Mm -hmm. The two are unrelated. Mm -hmm. So if I were this person, I would feel some type of way because it's like, how does this opinion, I'm taking this as you want to be with him. How? Like, how is this opinion on me thinking that you shouldn't put him on child support makes you choose him? Like, what are you choosing him for? Like, I'm confused about that part. Like, are you choosing him to be like a romantic partner? Because then I would be like, all right, it doesn't matter what my opinion is. You was going to choose him anyway. That's. Yeah, I don't know what where that came from. And in terms of choosing the father, I don't. I don't know if she meant like choosing him romantically or choosing him as like, I don't know, like the whole child support thing, I can't give too much input on. I do know that <laughs> it's a lot of money sometimes. So I could see why maybe that was your opinion to not put him on it. Because sometimes it's like you giving your whole check. I don't know. But like I said, I don't know too much on it. I don't uh, knock the the idea of dating someone with a child. Any dating anyone who is a parent, mm -hmm. yes, that is not a problem. I think that's when you need to like in that dating phase and in that like getting to know each other is where you need to know where that person stands with the other parent. Yeah, I think that's major, honestly. Because it's you know, once you're in deep, you're just like, Oh, well, I didn't I didn't think it was like this. Yeah, because you didn't ask the questions. Most times which I wanted to mention that earlier is like, we don't know the questions to ask, right? Ourselves, other people. And I think that that's where therapy helps because it brings, you know, perspective and like opens up your mind to the idea of something that you didn't even think to think about. And so I feel like these are one of those things, like, especially when we're dating, it's like, we don't think to ask each other like, oh, you know, well, how is your relationship with your partner? Or like, you know, what, 
Like, what are you trying to pursue long term? Like, I, I don't know. It's just like, there just has to be better questions and ways to learn than like the fucking superficial shit that we give. Yeah. Um, I definitely think we need to bring someone on the podcast who can like go into more info on this. Yeah. Because they have a child and they dated someone, you know who wasn't a parent or whatever the case is. Right. Even if the the parent is, like, around, it's just, like, I don't know. Sometimes it's, I just feel like it'd be... Yeah, I feel like any that, anything you say might be taken the wrong way if you're not the parent. Yeah. You really got to, like, watch yourself. Next question. All right, so I thought we did this before, but we didn't. It says... I'm currently married to a man. We've been together for 14 years and have two beautiful toddlers. I recently discovered that I am lesbian. I fell in love with a woman and I came out to my husband. I'm torn. I don't know what to do. I love my husband, but I feel incredibly gay. (laughs) I want the woman whom I fell for. He still loves me and wants to stay together. This is so painful and I want to know what you would do. If I stay with him... These gay feelings may never go away. Please help. I don't want to hurt him. We are not into open relationships either. One, I get so excited about women who love women. Like, you would think that I'm not, like, not that I'm not gay, but, like, you would think, like, bitch, hello, you're in a relationship with a whole nother woman. But I love women. You love loved women. Like, I really love that shit. Do you love these type of submissions? No, I don't want to say I love these type of submissions. I can understand how you thought we did it before because I feel like we've, we've had situations where it's like, I'm married to a man. I've recently discovered um, that I'm gay or, you know, whatever. Um, I feel like I don't want to say that you've recently... I guess you recently discovered, but like it's kind of always been there, but now it's making sense type shit. You know? Right. But <sighs> this is so hard. Yeah. Cause she was with him for 14 years and they have two beautiful kids. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he is, he knows that she's gay and she's already in love with a woman and he's still willing to like stay here and work through this. There's nothing to work through. There's nothing to work through. I'm always like, this reminds me. That might as well be my segment. What? Um, In the original L word where Phyllis fell in love with Alice. Phyllis was the dean of the school when that was working at the- Oh my gosh, she was too much. Yeah, and she she was was like obsessed with Alice because that was her first lesbian experience. And she was married to the man and he was just so hurt. And he went to Alice's apartment like, what is it? Like- how I've been together, like, we've been together all our lives type shit. That's what this reminds me of. No, but she was a little crazy. Yeah. She was doing But it's much. just, like, people just feel a, such an awakening in that moment, you know? When they actually give in to, like, something or, or like, pursue this version of themselves they didn't even know existed. Um, so I can understand, like, I don't think I would not imagine your husband to not be hurt. It I don't know that it matters to him whether or not it is a woman that you're in love with. I think it's just the idea of my person or who I thought to be my person loves another person. And that's always going to hurt. Um, I respect the idea of wanting to make it work, staying together, if that's what he truly wants. Um, you guys are married. That's what he signed for. Okay. Um, but that's up to you to really put your foot down and be like, you know, I can't do that. I can't stay here. I love you as a person. I respect you as the father and the person that I've spent all this time with. Um, but if you are actually willing and ready to let that marriage go, that partnership go, then do it. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, that's easier said than done, Almost. obviously, but I feel like you just can't continue to be in limbo and drag people around, you know? 
Yeah. So I think that that's time that you need to take to yourself and figure out, do I, do I still want this togetherness with my family or like with this man? Or do I want to start fresh and get what I want? Because essentially when you're married for that long and you got kids, you know, you give a lot of your individual individuality up for your partner, for your children. Um, and I'm not saying that you going for what you want is going to break that, but I don't know. You just got to figure it out. Be clear about what you want. Make sure that it's really what you want. It's not going to tear your family apart. Easier said than done. Yeah. I mean, it's going to fuck up your relationship with your husband. But then yeah. that's when you guys have to practice and find common ground and continue being co-parents. Yeah. But I think your kids aren't going to mm-hmm. hate you for it. I think since the kids are young, she said they're toddlers. Yeah. Like, it won't hurt as much. As much, yeah. So, like, you got to do it now. Mm-hmm. You can't, like, prolong this, you know? And, like... There's so many married people who stay in a relationship and stay in a marriage because they have kids. Mm-hmm. It's like a thing. And that's up to you to decide. You know, we can't give our opinion on that. We don't. Yeah, we're not married. Or have kids. Or have, yeah. So. <laughs> it's like, it's like, it's way easier said than done. Only yeah. you can make the right decision that's for you. That part. But I wish you the best of luck. And I hope you guys. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you guys figure it out and find a way to, you know, still, whether it be together or co-parent, whatever it is that you wish to do. Yeah. But good luck and congratulations on your gay awakening. <laughs> All right, y'all. Thanks so much for listening. Don't forget to like, share, comment, subscribe. Deuce, deuce, mother, deuce. Bye.